If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Don't be petty. Let's just take Don't me. Let's Smoke. just take what's ours. All right. What you doing? Looking shit up? My Wikipedia, my Wikipedia page is down right yeah. now. <laughs> hey, <yo>. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. If you've been under a rock or smoking rock, you now tuned into the Personal Party Podcast. I'm going to take it easy on you. Today. Today? He kind of looks like Den 10. Oh, no. He kind of oh. looks like Den 10. <laughs> no, 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 Shape, stand, shape. Uh, <laughs> a skinnier Den 10. Yeah, I'm here. Personal <laughs> Podcast is in full effect. You heard? I, I might have to take a shit. I just ate a big meal. Yo, yo, stop nope, laughing at That was all, a name bro. I ain't hear in a long time. Bubsy said, get him. I'm going to get him. Oh, my God. <laughs> you see, so that's why I said I was going to take it easy on you because if I do, if no, I do, that no, just, he's that not going to do it. hit me just, just randomly. Right he just yeah, thought about it. You I, don't really look like him, but you kind of do. You, if you told me you were his cousin, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> we should flash Denten's picture. <laughs> nah, that's too much promo. But, <laughs> but no you, more, you already gave enough. Can you guys hear me or do I need to move up? Nah, you good. All right, good. I got, I got already started. Like, like I said, I wasn't gonna go hard on you because I know whatever I, me and him, we have, we have this thing. Like, if I start my shit, it's gonna follow up. Oh yes, yeah, it's, gonna it's go not crazy. gonna end. So I gotta, you know, I'm not gonna do that to you. Today. Is that what you guys normally do? On yeah, yeah I've watched yeah, a few yeah. of them, but yeah, I don't know I, if it's everyone. I destroy okay. him a lot because he says destroy. a lot. Of, yeah, I destroy. No, 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 you don't destroy. Okay, don't destroy. all right. Well, I let the people say. Mm-hmm. I, I check him a lot because he says a lot of things that's. Stupid, like wow, okay. dumb shit. But then you know he also has a lot of smart things and research out of nowhere. He's like an idiot savant in the I, most respectful. We've way. had that in our, our camp we, for a long it's, time. Exactly. I'm also gonna do some shameless promo. Go ahead. You know, Smokers Club Critters just dropped. Shout out to Bubsy. So did Donuts. So did the Donuts. So did Job Stopper. Right um, and the Job Stopper. Yeah. With the little smoker's S. All right, my bad. What, you was begging for weed again? I I was... Have some integrity. All right, now, today, I have... That should look fire. Can I smell it? Nah, B. Oh, man. (laughs) Thank you, Shipes. This nigga's so excited. We got Johnny Shipes here. We not doing that. This is not not normal. So let's hype the fuck up. It's It's not not. normal. But I was getting into that, and you, you was on your NO shit again. You cut me you off. You already did it. See, you already He's did it. He's on your shit. And I, I, was, I was about to get into that. Like, you know, I have not, 
I'm not even gonna say my favorite because everybody knows that. I have one of the best moguls, music executives. I'm not a music exec. I'm a music entrepreneur. Ooh. I'm not a music exec. You feel me? In the motherfucking world, he's discovered some of your favorite fucking rappers of all time, including myself. Word. I like to call him a goldminder because he sees it in us before we see it or before the world sees it. 100%. You know, we have my motherfucking brother, my best friend, Johnny motherfucking shipes love you Dizza love you Broadway I'm just getting to know you nah he doing it so I can hear him okay. in the phones he's getting the proper he's getting the proper treatment right now I'm a calm I'm calm right yeah let me know if at any time you can't hear me in the mic nah you good you good you good Every, the levels is all good so now guys go ahead you has want... he always been fucking stingy with weed shipes not even just stingy with weed you know if you leave, you know, there's people that you'll leave shit around and it goes disappearing and you hate them for it and you don't fuck with them. He's one of the few people that you just know if you leave the shit around, it's going to go missing. It goes in the Dizza vacuum, that black hole uh-huh. that never comes out. <laughs> oh. You just got to take it for what it's worth. So you, I won't even say stingy because he'll share with me. He won't give me the booth pack. You know, I don't know if you know about this. He carries two packs with him. I'm with you. The booth <laughs> and the good shit. And, and, and he gives away the booth. And yo, he will smoke booth with people because so, he's really crazy. like that. So as long as <laughs> yo, you know, that's yo, yo. You give it away my secrets. Man. Ain't no secrets. This is the show. This is what you asked me. This is not a secret. As much as you're going to ask me, the people probably don't know to ask. I'm going to tell a lot. Thank you. No, no, no. no. You know, I'm bothered. I got all day. I got all night. Oh. But no. Nah, this is not stingy with the weed. It's just it's a black hole of weed. If you leave weed around, it could go missing. And, you know, to his nonchalant way, we'll just be like, did you take the weed? Well, I don't know. And then you just got to toss it up because it's, you know, it's not that big a deal. Weed is meant to be smoked and shared with your people. So it is what it is. So who I am to you, you are to him in a way. Yeah, he treats me. So, so he don't treat me like how I treat you, right? That's the- But sometimes, sometimes... No, he never tell me no for weed because he knows. You know what I mean? I don't it's, care weed. You don't weed, care. Everybody can he smoke care. my weed. I don't me, know. I like. I smoked your weed. But the thing is, I don't do to him what you do to me. Like nag him for the weed. I don't do that. No, he this knows is if very he leaves. Skillful. A, this I, is skillful with his weed. Uh, uh, taking taking of the weed. You don't uh, understand the finesse. science. Finesse is a science to it. You don't understand finesse. the science. You don't even try to like. You know. Talk to me about other shit and then like casually throw that in, right? Casually like science. Your hand in the bag. Yeah, like yo, yo. I'm a straight to the point kind of guy. Yeah, but you do it in a way that's how can I say it? annoying? You do it like yo 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 like Phoenix. Stop <laughs> stop yo, yo yo stop using that's those what words you do. to me, man. You, I mean, hey, what? What you want from me? If, right. if you bark, what I'm gonna call you a cat? You a dog? So if you begging me. For, for for weed, I'm gonna be like. I call you smoke dizzle when you act like this. Smoke dizzle. Let's. We have a very important man. The man has been responsible for a lot of careers that I respect. I have a lot of respect for this guy. Thanks, man. No, no, no seriously. No, I mean, he knows that. But listen, we have an important dude here, and I and I want to. Yeah, there's ask no time for it. real bickering, right? Yes, you yes. We're gonna get the knowledge. We got time for that. Oh, it's always time for the okay, bullshit. I'm, okay. I, I'm, I'm with the shit. You're on the bullshit. Okay. Yes, I'm with the shit. That's what the people want. You know that. 
<laughs> you know that you know what I'm saying let's fuck we vibing we vibing energy you now see for me I could I could handle this interview a little different than anybody else that would interview my brother because it's I know it. I was there from the very beginning day you know, one from day from day one before you know building the bricks of the building with my brother and we was I would follow him to the end of the earth like you say yeah I'll follow you to the end of the earth same way I will. same way so you know it, it might seem weird because I'm asking you questions that I know already, but it's for guys like him that don't know shit. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Stop, 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 stop. You don't know it's certain things that you might not know. Oh, but so this is why I'm saying, respectfully. So, in the I want to just say one thing before we start because I, I got on him. I just wanted to say that your sweatsuit is not matching. The grays are off. It's a company. I own the company. I hear you, but it's just I just. Well, I, got, I, got, I got this whole two. Nah, no, fine. you match. You all got smokers tub on. But what he's you saying is, I don't match. Two different like, tones I got two of gray. Different it tones looks a little gray. weird. That's okay. No, but I was just calling. I mean, I could get away with it though, because you know what I mean. It, it, go, it, go, it goes. It's fine. It goes good with the hat. It goes good with the hat. And if I didn't call it out, no one would have noticed. It's had the gray. It's gray and dirty. Dirty. We get into it. My bad. That wasn't that funny show. Anyway. What was your first interaction in the music business? Ever? Ever. Like real music business or just No, me? like at the beginning. When I just had a dream and when nothing. When first had a dream right, and right. nothing. Was trying to build a studio DJ rig in my mom's basement. And I didn't realize that I was building it right under her bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I would be down there thinking I was like in the basement and she couldn't hear me and it was pounding beats and DJ equipment scratches right above her room and that lasted about one night. <laughs> and then she was like, get this shit the fuck out of here, what are you doing? And I had built, yo, and listen, everything I'm going to say on this show I need to preface because my stories don't sound real but they're all real, there's no gas on them, it's just how my life is. I had already built, like, the frame for the studio. Like, you know, imagine a big basement, and then you could just put studs up and gotcha. start building in, in your room. And she came down there, and I had already built the frame studs over the last, like, two days. And she was furious. She was like, what the fuck are you doing? I can hear every, every sound upstairs. <laughs> Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It was my first foray. My mom told me I wouldn't be shit, especially in mom the music Dukes? industry. Yep, Mom Dukes. And uh, from there, I just kept pushing. Mm. That was my very first. And where was this at? This was in the Hamptons. This is when I was 16. That was perfect for what I was about to say. The first time I ever been to the Hamptons was with Johnny Shipes. Like, <clears throat> coming from Harlem, we always heard about the Hamptons because we heard about the all-white puff parties. <clears throat> but we never knew where the Hamptons was. And, and taking that ride, right, like, it's kind of like a hidden island to me. That's how I looked at it because it was just some shit that I, I'd never seen at the time. And you was the man in the fucking Hamptons. I was for a little bit. Even in, when I say the man... Like, I wasn't... He had me in the club when I was 18, 19 years old. Mm. In the star room at that, in the Hamptons. Doing impromptu shows and shit. He just always had me around doing shit. But <clears throat> it was a time where you was interning. Who did you intern for? Puff. 
But wow. that came from that came from being in the Hamptons, right time, right place. So I wanted to do music since I was a kid, since I first heard the Ghetto Boys, Beastie Boys, Run DMC when I was like six at this sports camp I went to, and I fell in love with music. And from there, I just wanted to do music, 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 but I never had any ins. And I was in the Hamptons. This was like, I, I moved to the Hamptons from New York City at 16. So I was a junior in high school, and... I, I like started to get to know everybody out there, was fucking with everyone, playing ball on the on the on the team, was cool with all the coaches and shit. And during the weekends we would go play ball at the park out there. Gotcha. And one weekend Puff and his whole like squad, I wanna say it was even Rockefeller was out there too. They all just came to the park to play. Hip hop was out there, Puff I don't know if Jay was out there, but a lot of people were out there and we were just like, What the fuck? So I made friends with some of his circle and um we would just like talk on the weekends when they would come out. They would want to get into the into an actual basketball court. So I would go get them to high school. We would play ball indoors. And it started with me just kind of being the plug for them to play ball. And then Puff did his bad boy retreat in the Hamptons in the summer of 1999. And he came out there with two busloads worth of people, like a hundred staff people. And they didn't get any of the permits. So they showed up at the park. The city shut him down, and they were going to have to turn around. And Jamil Spencer, shout out to him, he hit me and was like, yo, Shipes, can you help us find a spot to do this bad boy retreat at? And my homie had a horse farm, big-ass horse farm. And he didn't need a permit. He could do whatever he wanted on it. So I called up Nick Krause. I said, yo, Nick, can we use your mom's crib to do the bad boy retreat? And he was like, sure, we did it. They were, they were doing, like, potato races and all types of shit, all mm-hmm. horse shit around. Mm-hmm. I think it was a very dirty-ass weekend. But it worked for them, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, because right, they, right. it saved the day. And then after that, Jamil hit me. He was like, yo, um, I want you to come fuck with me at, at Blue Flame, which was Puff's marketing agency at the time. And uh, I got a job there. I was the first employee hired by Jamil. And then I was just interning, kind of going to the studios at night, learning the A&R game, li- watching them make music and... That's how my whole career got started. Just being in the mix, luckily. Timing, you know what I mean? Persistence, and then like a little bit of luck. And then you sprinkle it all together and you gotta know what to do with it, you know? Right. It's crazy. That's a gem. No, that's real, that's... You feel me? Because I I, I wanna... wanna, wanna, I'm quiet right now. No, it's cool. I I wanna build this thing up because, you know, it's, it's a lot of... It's a lot of points in this story that I feel like, you know, people don't know. So I want to I want to shed light on this. So when I first I feel like I I think I was battling on 42nd Street and I ran into Ferris Bueller. I forgot how I was going down. Shut up, Ferris. And and you were fucking doing this battle named Slam for the Streets. He was doing the music for it. And Slam from the Streets was basically Slam magazine, the Street Bowl series merged with the rap shit. Battles, mixtape battle rappers with mixtape basketball players. Mm-hmm. And it was a battle. And the end of the battle was me and the Mortal Technique. Mm. Right? And I ended up. You were like 16, right? I was like 17. I was like 17. And, you know, I, I lost the battle because I feel like, you know, y'all already wanted Tech to win. Y'all already oh. had the winner. Y'all already mm. had the winner. That and I, I was thirsty for that. I was thirsty for that two way, but bust it. I lost the battle, but I won in life. Because after the battle, Johnny was like, "Yo, you 
fucking nice, bro. Like, you got to come to the studio. And this is when John, like, for one, for anybody that knows Johnny Shipes, they know Johnny Shipes always finds his way into a fucking ill situation. <laughs> Word. Knock on wood. Right. So, this, this guy had a fucking studio on Spring Street. Now, Spring Street, you know, for me, from Harlem, this is all the way downtown. Downtown. Right. That's different from And us. not only was it just a studio, it was a state of the art studio and it was people that I would see on mixtapes and on YouTube at the time in these studios. Like Jay Mills, early Jay Mills, um Vado. Early um, fifty when 50 early was fifty the fucking mixtape game. Saigon. Shout out to the Yahoo. Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson. Right? Like I feel like you had me rap for Mark Ronson and Rich Kleiman at the time because they was doing um Alito. That's right, Alito right? Records. Shout wild, out to Wale, because Wale was wow. the first artist signed to Alito. Yep. Right? Wale and came through This is studio. crazy. Right. So, you know, you had me come from a battle rapper into making real songs, blindly. You just stick me in the studio like, here, here's the beats. Play me mad beats from everybody. Shout out to Omen and all the guys who used to be around. I used to be having all these crazy fucking beats. And, you know, you put me through a boot camp. But more importantly, it was it was it was other rappers there like the firm and the JRs and you know shout out to them, and I was the the young guy, so I felt like I had to work extra hard and be super. I had to want it more than people wanted it for me, right? In order for it to work, and you believed in me from the jump. With like, what did you see in me? To wow, fuck with me. that's that's L. okay. That's fair <clears throat> because you know a lot of people ask me this question, but I've never really been asked that by a person I've worked with. Mm. I mean, I think during that time it was it was the battle rap era. Not that people aren't still battling, but this is when T Rex, J Mills, I, I want to say Vado was probably even around then. Yeah, Vado was, was around. around. Was with yeah. Charlie the, Clips, Charlie like Clips. Around. Shout out Charlie Clips. I remember driving through Harlem. Trying to stalk that band, trying to find him, pulling up on every block. I heard That's he was crazy. on, trying to sign him back in the day. Uh, and and Dizzle, you were, he was just you were dead nice. He was he was one of the best. You know what I'm saying? I forget mm-hmm. homie's name that you battled uptown. Um, Jr. Ryder? Nah, not Jr. Ryder. Um, bro, curtains. Who was your most famous battle? Nah, not curtains. My famous battle was it T Rex? Somebody that like battle Rex. My favorite bat. My famous battle was Jr. Ryder on two fifth. That was after we were fucking with each other, though, wasn't it? Mm, I feel like that might have been a little before. Word. Well, either way, I had heard I had heard about him rapping. Then I had seen him in person at the at the um, slam rap battle, and he just had it. He mobbed in with like ten people. You could see he was the boss of his his click (laughs) his click and his block. And you were just dead nice. And, and to me, cinematic is built off hip-hop first and foremost and lyricists and lyricism and legendary artists. And I just thought you were special. And, you know, look at fucking 20 years later, living legend, you know, underground king. Different artists' careers work differently. You know what I'm saying? Some might propel immediately. Some might level out at a certain place. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy and proud for you because... You kept pushing and, and were able to, you know, a lot of people got washed after different waves, whether mm. it was the mixtape game that you were on, Killing with Big Mike and, you know, other artists from your camp back in the day to, you know, the the CD game, 
through the fucking digital era to where we're at right now, where it's, you know, Spotify, and he's still one of the few standing. A lot of artists weren't able to make that transition. So clearly I was right. Clearly. Shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to Dizzle. Shout out to you. Yeah, you go. Nah, no, no bullshit. Shout out no to you bullshit. for fucking knowing. Yo, who was the first big artist that you worked with? Because I remember. Besides Paul. Yeah, I, I wonder if if we're going to say the same person, but I feel like it would either be high tech, nappy roots, or Foxy Brown. Keith Murray. Oh, fucking Keith Murray. And he tried. <laughs> oh, fucking Keith Murray. And this motherfucker, man, he tried to. Yo, you remember? Yes. Yo, Keith I Murray. Keith, I heard Keith Murray came. Yo, this is when Keith man. Murray first had came home from right. whatever, like after Fatty Girls. like. And he was crazy as fuck. Yeah. After Fatty Girls. <laughs> I'm trying. You remember that? Song? I'm that trying. Right there, I'm boy. trying my best way to break into the game any way possible. I remember hitting this like, "Yo, I'm about to be in the studio with Keith Murray." You were hype. You know, this was yeah, yeah, me and yeah. him been rocking since day one. So what's good for me is good for him, and vice That's versa. He's like, "Bet." And somehow I found myself not kidnapped for real because I'm not pussy, but. Mm-hmm. Keith Murray had me kidnapped, locked in this studio. Do you remember that shit, bro? And I had to hit, I think it was like... Like, let you you leave? Some shit, like, I don't even remember the full shit, but I know it got to the point where it was like, all right, I'm definitely have to call some people to fucking get the fuck out of this studio. And I think I hit, like, Prob and Black, probably, or whoever, and I had to to thug my way out of the studio that night. That's crazy. Yeah, straight up. He was was dusted up or some shit. I don't even give a fuck to say. He was off his rocker. Yeah, I think he was... uh, Doing a, drinking a lot of alcohol at something. That time. He was like, "No, you not leaving till this shit is done." And it was like four or five of his people. So he's like, "I want you to hear everything." And I just got on my phone. I said, "Hey guys, we have to come, we have to come down here. Can you feel me?" But and see, the, the illest part is every fucking uh, artist he worked with. I will always find a way to get a record with them. Word. So on my first, very first mixtape, Respect and Oz, Volume One. It's definitely a Keith Murray There's song. There's definitely a Keith Murray <laughs> He crazy. definitely gave me a verse. Yep. That's so, crazy. you know what I mean? He always found Shout out verse. Keith Murray. That's crazy. Yeah. But you know what, though? What? Before Keith Murray was do it all from Lord of the Underground. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> do it all Yo! from Lord of the Underground. How the fuck did I forget and now about I'm thinking that? thinking if there was even anybody before him, but I think that was the very beginning. That's I think fucking... it was it was do it all from Lord of the Undergrounds. Then the then the then the fucking Keith Murray. It was yeah, and then Nappy Roots. Then Nappy mm, Roots. Nappy Shout Roots. out to Nappy Roots. Shout out mm. to Nappy. That Roots. was a good time, and you know, like a lot of people don't. Well, they give credit, but I want to say it out loud because it's a lot of people that came from working under you that's still blossoming right now. You know what I mean? Like from you always find a way to put us on, mm. and that's anybody that's in that's in the camp like. Relentlessly, like you just do it, like with Nappy Roots. Shout out to Dutch. Shout out to you Dutch, know what I mean. Man. Dutch, Dutch is one of the Dutch illest, the illest fucking managers in the game. In the game, you know what I mean. And I watch Dutch fucking do it all in order to, you know, get to where he's at. And he started with Nappy Roots, and that was from you. And even with Nappy Roots, again, like I said, I had a verse from everybody, a song, mm-hmm. a relate, any <laughs> type of shit. Of course, that came about. So right, so after Nappy Roots. I think it was Foxy. Yeah, Foxy was crazy. <laughs> Foxy, Foxy was quick and crazy. That was that was like a good, that was six months, and I was 
done. <laughs> Shout out to Brown, this but, is some legendary you know, shit, yeah, bro. Nah, not for real, nah, though. For sure. You know, she she was great. She is great, but it was just too much for me, you know. And then I started realizing, ah, this shit is, this music shit isn't as easy as, as, as I thought it would be, you know, because I was young. I was probably 22 years old. Top facts. I was your I training didn't find camp. Sean till twenty six. Yeah. But then we started to score because after Foxy came high tech. Yeah. Right? BG. 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 BG was actually before Fox. It was Word. BG then Fox. Yeah. Right. And, and then high tech. And you know I want to stop at high tech. Yeah. For high a tech was a good moment. That was a good moment because for one that was the first like person that I want to say was currently doing stuff in the climate of the game as far as you know being a producer and you know being a rapper and you again given an opportunity which that was my first time to be able to write for someone you know what i mean like it was always a way that you'll be like yo like we gonna smoke or do it you know what i mean and blindly we drove to ohio me, you wrote and, his whole album for him, didn't you? Me, you, and Bodega Bams. We drove wow. to Ohio. And Shout out Bodega Bams. And you had me, you had me write me, everything Bams. that he said on that shit. That's a fact. Word. And and from there, shout out to Zach Katz. Shout out to Zach. Katz. Shout out to Zach Katz. From there came the Sean situation. Yep. Now, at first, you know, like I said, I'm gonna follow you to fucking to the depths of the end of the earth. Likewise. Right? So You've got me in some pretty fucked up situations. I'm still oh, That's get, true. That's true. That's, that's true. The hustler's catalog. The hustler's catalog. That's true. I definitely did some bullshit. But, you know, what did you see in Sean to know that that was gonna work? Because, like, I understood it, you know, when we, when we was getting into it. But I didn't fully see it like you saw it. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Don't let the ghetto bird go. We in L.A., y'all. Is that getting in the... Yeah, this is Don't definitely... Don't worry about it. It's they L.A. They look for somebody. We yeah, in L.A. So we, that's the ghetto yeah. bird going And we can't even hear that shit? Oh, no, we can hear it. Oh, right. We can hear but it, but don't worry. I'm, I'm stunting. I'm stunting. Yeah. I'm from New York. I'm stunting. Right? So, what did you... Like, you've seen it before anybody's seen it. I'm not going to lie to you. Because I hear the question. Uh, a good amount of the music industry is luck, and then you have to you need to know what to do with that luck, hmm. and and the timing of it. So for me to be like, oh, I knew Sean was going to be the biggest. I didn't. I believed in him. He had a great producer behind him in Jr. Rodham. Shout out Jr. By shout the way, he's back in the mix. I love that. Shout out um, to Tommy Rodham. You know, and 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 Tommy. Tommy Rodham as well. Rodham, Rodham, Scrotum. Yeah, yeah. However you say the name, shout out both yeah, brothers. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, it's crazy. you know, That's he had a good team and, and he was like a young kid. And and, and the cra- I'm going to tell you a crazy Sean story, which I know you know. Mm-hmm. So just so you really understand how you never know in the music industry if shit is going to work or not, if you're on the right track or not. You can believe it, but you just never know if you're right or not. Sean Kingston was a rapper till the day before Beautiful Girls came out. That's Smoke Dizzle was writing all his raps, and his first single was called Colors featuring Rick Ross. Anybody else? And the know? game. And the game. And Sean Kingston is rapping. And one night we're in the studio, 
and he comes busting in the door and he's like, yo, come, come, come to the um lounge. I got to let you hear something. And we're getting ready to turn in his album. That's all rap music, all written by Dizza, the kid. He's 14 years old, Sean. And we get in there and the Benny King record is playing. Boom, 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 boom. boom. And he starts singing. It started way back. And we were like, you sing? He's like, yeah, I could do Patois a little. We were like, what the fuck? So the song was crazy. He was singing to us over the real song. We canceled the session we were in that night, cut the record. It was Beautiful Girls. I was managing Felly Fell at the time, the biggest DJ in all of Cali. Shout had the number Felly. one slot. Shout out Felly. Had the number oh, one slot in all of uh, Power 106. And Power 106 is the biggest station in the country at the time. Talking it might shit, still Johnny. be. Mm-hmm. So... The, the song gets done, and I take that song and hand it to Felly. He's like, yo, this is a smash. Shout out to Felly. He plays it. When I tell you, I'm getting goosebumps even telling this shit, because this is how me and Dizza really got in the Nobody industry. This is what we were this. new, and we could even go into what we, we almost into all of the it. Chateau all Marmont it. down <laughs> all and all of that shit. <laughs> is that shit, we woke up the next morning. Hawaii had played it 17 times. L.A. had played it six. New York, everybody in the country was hitting us. We knew we had a smash. It was the, the 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 record execs at the label were like, "This is lightning in a bottle. This is what we call lightning in a bottle. It barely ever happens, but you guys got it." And we were like, "Yeah, yeah." So the song is going nuts. Like I'm talking about, like hundreds of spins within a few days. And 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 basically, the record broke. It exploded. We had to go back to Epic and say, "Look." We need more time to turn this album in because we have to cut a whole new album. Scrap the whole album. Scrap the whole album. And then he sung the rest of the songs on the album. And so so I didn't really know that Sean was going to be that big. You know what I'm saying? I could tell you other artists that I really believe was going to be that big. And that's not to take anything away from Sean. Some stuff you know, some you don't, some you hope, some you're wrong on. You guys only hear about the shit I'm right about because the ones that are wrong you never hear about because they don't make it. Right. I'm right, probably... I like to say I bat like 700, like out of every 10 acts, seven of them work. Hmm. But I could be like 500, but even so, it's a good number. It's a good you know, number. Some That's, That's one. a great number. But yeah, so I didn't really know like that with Sean, and he exploded. And at that moment, I knew what to do with it and how to help him get to the next level. And I also knew for myself, all right, labels are calling. Now they finally believe in me. They didn't believe in me or Dizza or anybody prior to Sean. No one was trying to give me a label deal, a record deal. No one was even trying to cut me a check. Mm. Um, and and everybody started hitting me, and that's what got me my label deal, which ultimately allowed me to sign Nipsey Hussle. So that's oh really crazy. God. Like When you think about all the things I've been lucky enough to do in my music career, it got started by Sean Kingston, the real start, right? Minus Dizza, right? Because Dizza was already popping, right, buzzing right, in, right, in, right. in New York. And, and, and clearly becoming a writer and known in the industry. Sean was the next thing, and that was the first thing that broke commercially to where people said, oh, we're going to give this dude Shipes a shot. And that shot from a pop artist is how I was able to sign Nip and be in the position of power to sign Nip. So it's crazy. You See, know? it all, that's why you know, I had to bring because it it's all chronological order because it all ties, quiet, it all, it all ties yeah. in. So now... We're going to get to Nip, right? Like, I had the honor of being there because I'm always the wingman. Like Since when, day one. From day one. Like, when the fucking scientist dude flew us out <laughs> in, in the fuck. Was he a us, scientist? Is that what he was? I think he was a scientist. He was somebody that wanted you to do something. 
Yeah. Right? This is a crazy story. And he flew us out and fucking put us in the fucking Chateau Marmont. With an unlimited tab. Unlimited. Like literally just said, we don't know how long you're going to stay. So basically it was, it was this, I believe it was an Asian dude, wasn't it? It, it was. was an Asian dude with a shitload of money. This was, this was the first time we ever flew first class. We got picked up from the airport. They took us out, like out of the the plane, into into the private limousine. Me and Dizza are like, who the fuck do they think we are? <laughs> what are we even here to do? The dude was a big fan of high tech, so he yes. wanted right, right. So he wanted to meet us to talk about a high tech deal. I was like, all right, bet. The guy puts us up in the Chateau Marmont. Now understand, right? People think I'm like funny and wild and crazy now at forty. I was a fucking animal at 26 <laughs> years old, 25 oh, years old, like just a just a just a disrespectful not in a fucked up fucked up way, but in a pretty fucked up way. Like we was animal house. We was we were animal house on wheels. So we're looking at each other like, "Did we just get picked up in a limo? Wait, they're putting us at the Chateau Marmont, the most legendary fancy hotel out here? What the fuck is even going on? They told us we have no tab, and they didn't know how long we were going to stay. They said, you can stay till the deal gets done. They kept extending the trip. Every time we thought we was going to come home, they was like, oh, no, nah, you know, we need you to stay. It was every, every time, it was another reason for us to right. stay. Right. And we're going on weeks now at the Chateau Marmont. Me and him probably ate so many spaghetti and meatballs. That we were about to, <laughs> we were about to turn no into reason. a, a meatball. Bro, everything. Having homies come through ordering for other people. When he started gaining Sean, weight. Basically. Yeah, yeah. LA definitely did that to yeah. Sean and Kirk King. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. I just haven't finished. The first yo, I remember I don't like to fly. These motherfuckers had us on the top of some big ass building in LA and they're like, get in the helicopter, come on, we're gonna go ride through the streets of the LA. I was like, what? And I got in that helicopter because I really thought we were gonna close the deal. And this was going to be part of the deal closer, and I'm driving through L.A. in the helicopter, swerving in and out of buildings. Were you in the copter with me? Nah, I wasn't fucking. You didn't go, I right? Didn't go to the that shit was nerve-wracking. Long story short, we didn't get the deal done. And I think at some point, we felt that they were scamming us, too. We didn't even understand why we were there at this point. It was going on weeks. And we're in, we're in the Chateau Marmont, and I will never... This, this is one of my favorite stories to tell. <laughs> we're getting high. Sean Kingston's on that seat. Whoever's there, this is here. Who? Too clean. Too, too clean. <coughs> Shout out too clean. Too clean's there. Dizza, me. No, Dizza, Kirk Kingston, Sean's brother, me. Kirk had a big afro at the time. He had just had his braids taken out. And he, I'm not going to say he was a little slow, but he, he just was just laid back. He was Very a stoner. Well. He was a classic He was a stoner. stoner. <laughs> yeah, not slow. That's stoner. the wrong word. He was a stoner. And... Dizza passed the blunt, the, the joint. How did it go? I think I passed something to Sean over Kirk. And I felt the, like the, the, cherry the cherry from the weed fell out of the shit into Kirk's <laughs> head. And we're still sitting there smoking. None of this. Listen, we, I don't know. He doesn't lie. know the shit. Sizzling. Nope. Nope. Start sizzling. Nope. And we see it. The smoke starts. And I didn't even say anything at first because I was just dying laughing. I was made to goes. <laughs> Yo, man! Yo! Yo, man! His shit went up. Yo, his shit went up. You know what? Burnt hair smells like. Yes, I do. Yo, his shit went up in flames. We're all throwing shit at him. We're trying to get the the fire out of his hair. He's like, oh no, man! Yo, Sean is is laughing. He's dying. Yo, listen. The alarms go off. 
That's how much whole, it burnt? Yes, bro. And burnt hair stinks. And there was a, Am I lying? This is yo, a, I'm not. I'm yo, not bro, we had to exit, we had to exit the Chateau Marmont with the rest of the guests, bro. Oh, Everyone man. had to leave the hotel because we almost burnt it down by ashing in his hair. <laughs> and that low key is how the Yo, Ash Ready Warrior Challenge started before we even started word, it. Word, yeah, word. so, Yo, so that's after, crazy, bro. Yeah, so you so, foul. So after fine. that happened, and we charged at least twenty thousand dollars to the hotel room. I remember that bill and then being like, "What in the fuck?" Don Perignon steaks, multiple, everything, 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 every fucking thing you could think of on that menu. I that asked was two that nuggets was, of weed, bro. and he'd go crazy. That was the last. That was the last day that we stayed there. Open tab. That was a good time. Now yeah. look. Now I, that was good because it was a part of the bookmark. Yeah, I'm with it's, you. We still in Cali. So now getting to Nip. What was your introduction to Nipsey Hussle? Please tell us this. So story. the crazy situation with Nip is my real intro was Hot Dollar, if you think about it. See? Look, you look, you forgot about Hot Dollar. Oh, I forgot about Hot Dollar. This is the last interview I'm giving, by the way. I said this because I'm going to oh. drop every gem, every um, piece ooh. of my history on this, and then there, there's nothing more that has to be said. I'm going to tell you guys everything, and that's it. I don't ever even want to do an interview again, so I hope this goes down in history. This is so, going to go down in nah, history. This is crazy. Hot, I had signed Hot Dollar, who was Gorilla Black's brother. He had okay. a song called Streets on Lock. And it was, they were from Cali, and they were doing like Southern music, right? And it wasn't very good, to be totally honest with you. No disrespect to them, but it just wasn't. And Jermaine Dupri wound up signing him, doing the deal with us, right? So I said to Felly at the time, because I was managing him still, we had the Sean Kingston thing going. And I was just to myself, because I always look for great artists, but at the end of the day, you know, back then I was hustling, so wherever I could get a check, I would get a check. So so Hot Dollar was, you know, somebody that I did a deal with, got, got a deal from Jermaine, got my check, he got his check, we kept it moving. I said to Feli, I was like, yo, there gotta be a fire rapper on the West Coast. Where is, like, a real rapper that's painting pictures on some cinematic shit? Who is he? Where is he? There's no fire-ass rapper. The next Snoop, the next this, and, you know, Nip turned out to be the first Nip. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't even... You can't even say that better. You feel me? But he... Felly Fell said to me, he was like, you know, there's this dude, Nipsey Hussle, but, you know, he's real street, and and, and it it comes with a lot, man. I don't know if you really want all that. Like, and I I didn't grow up on gang culture. I grew up in New York City hustling around Dizza and his peoples, and and it was was never gang shit. It was always hustling shit, and we were a team, and that's how we mobbed, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, with Nip and them, you know, they had mentioned this gang shit, and I, I was never into Cali gang culture. I'm a kid coming from New York. I'm stu- I'm just starting to come to Cali. So I fly home with no no thought in my mind, like, oh, he's dangerous, or this and a third, or his peoples are dangerous, whatever the fuck Feli had said to me, because I really didn't care. It, it's always been about the music with me. I'm not, I'm not here to... You know, I just want to do good music. So I'm, I'm not judging people's personal lives, life. you know, and, and and Nip had a great personal life, but it was just something that I, I guess Felly knew to stay away from on his end. You know what I'm saying? And I, I went home. I went on MySpace. I just dated myself. MySpace. OK. And, <laughs> I'm with you. And, I'm with you. And he had Bullets Ain't Got No Names and I Don't Give a Fuck as the only two songs on his page. And I listened to that shit like too many times and I remember calling Dizza and being like yo I'm going back out to Cali bro you gotta check this kid Nipsey out I sent it to Dizza I sent it to some other people who thought I was out of my mind they didn't hear it for whatever reason me and Dizza went back out to Cali I I, I believe I hit 
Feli Fell who told me that Steve Lobel was managing Nipsey. Gotcha. And Steve was the day-to-day manager for Sean Kingston at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had a relationship with Steve. Steve just hadn't mentioned Nip to me before. So I said, yo, Steve, are you managing a kid named Nipsey Hustle? And he's like, yeah, I can set the meeting up. Flew back out. Sat with Nipsey, Steve, Big U, in the trailer. They were... Sh- before that. <clears throat> okay. Because you're missing something. <clears throat> now, our whole time we was in L.A., we was like, you know... We were in the commercial side of LA. Yeah. Like we played Hollywood. Yeah. You know, we just we did the tourist moves. This is our first time into real South the Central hood. LA. The mm. real LA, right? Mm. So I feel like we pulled up in the in the sixties. Yeah, we, we go got looked at crazy first. Pulled right? up in the 60s? We pulled Yolo. up in the sixties. Yeah. Me me, Johnny, and we met Steve over there because he did the introduction to Big U, to Johnny. And they had like a fucking fight club in the back. You oh, remember yeah, they like were playing the fucking, Joel Santana. And they was working out. They working had like the out. fucking, you know, Big Big U just had like these fucking animals <laughs> in, in, the, in, the fucking, in the fucking backyard. <laughs> and they was fucking, you know. That's it, a fact. It, it, was, it was real disciplined shit that I've never seen before. If you've seen like Snowfall or any. No, I'm any oh, my God. Any Snowfall, type that's of the fucking best description, bro. Menace to society. Like yes. real. When I, when I got there, I was like. Okay, this is like, really like, this what is I saw. Training training up. LA yeah, training. yeah, I had yeah. never seen it before, but but this is right. And and they were really back there with the punching bags, weights, All of that. the whole shit, playing dipset, mind you. Fact. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. And so that, I, that, was a little at home. that was hot. Yeah. That I'll was hot. I'll never forget that. But that, you know, going into that now, say yeah. You know. So even that point though, when we, we when we got dropped off in that neighborhood, and then we were walking to wherever the set was. Remember, Big U was like, "Get behind this car real quick." Right, because they, they saw a car that they was saw coming. A car uh, that, a they car didn't that they didn't know. It was driving funny. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm really <laughs> I, I understand what Felly was saying, but but I wasn't scared at all. Like <clears> like, like like at the end of the day, it's a scary situation, but. I do music. I'm not their gangbanger or anything. I'm just here to meet Nip and, and do music. And I'm used to that environment, a different side of it on the East Coast. So we, 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 we were cool, but it was definitely some other shit. You yeah, know what I'm well, saying? And, and, yeah. and, and, and this is in like, yeah, this is pre all social what year media. What was this? Like Fact. 2008, nine yeah. tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we finally get to the, to the bus or trailer that Nip is on. We sit, we talk. And I knew, I knew he was special from the moment. I laid eyes on him, pause, like I just do. And he talked as elegantly then as he did the last day. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I just, I was sold. Like, I, I didn't even need to hear more music, but we chopped it. He let me hear more music. The shit was crazy. I was like, yo, I wanna, I wanna, I gotta sign you, bro. And he was like, let's do it. And the rest is history. We, we signed, and there was a lot of different, you know, variations of the signing as far as like how it, happened because when i met him i didn't have my deal locked in at epic yet right i didn't have my label deal locked at epic so shout out to perry landisberg i don't know if you remember this ringtones ringtone money so we used to get ringtone money with this dude perry landisberg Mm -hmm. and he was so far ahead of the game he was doing this shit called selfish media and he basically said yo do you have an artist you want to sign I'll, i'll do a deal with you and i went to nip i said bro let's do this deal over here 
He'll let us put out all our music. He 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 wants to record you on cell phone footage. Mm. Like when Nip's documentary comes out, you'll see that there's some old old cell phone footage that we shot on hey, a razor. Got that on a razor, bro. We gave Nip a razor phone to, to to film himself in the studio back in the day, a razor flip, and we did a deal with with Perry at first, and then we started putting music out, and Nip was going crazy. He was on fire. He was he was a real one from out here, coming to New York. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so a crip coming to New York City, that hadn't you hadn't seen that since Snoop. Relax. So the whole the whole fucking community got behind him in New York, and off one trip. Everybody was talking about him in New York. And then he went back to L.A. Everybody was talking about him there. It just started exploding. But we got to give y'all y- kudos, though, too, for, you know what I'm saying, for making that happen. Yeah, bro, for, for sure. You know, it, it starts great. with the artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it, it was nip. But nice. we knew how to help him get to the next level and, and help him uh, reach his goals. You know what I'm saying? But you can never take it away from the star. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't say I made Dizza. I wouldn't say I made Nip. I didn't make nobody. But I help people get to where they're at because it's just, that's how it goes. It, you t- it takes a star and then it takes a team, you know? Mm-hmm. See, I feel like, yeah, it's jumps. I feel like the turning curve with Nip was Hustle in the House. Yeah. That yeah, record. Yeah. Because that was the record that was like, he's here. Yeah. You know what I mean? We shot the big video in L.A. Mm-hmm. Snoop came through. Couldn't yep. even get out the car because all the homies was fucking going crazy. It was a full-out brawl. It was a full-out fucking They took someone's brawl. fucking face off. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was crazy. That, that, was, that was when I was really like, oh, yeah, I'm knee-deep in this shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm knee-deep in this shit. Somebody said some outlandish shit to Snoop, and the homies, Nipsey's homies, just it went there. That was a day. It was, it was ugly. That, that and then we we resume shooting the video, but yeah, Hustle in the House was a crazy record. You know, we worked on all that shit with them. So I remember helping to write that hook for the the girl singing it. You know what I'm saying? That was back in the yeah, day before crazy. I was even doing like you know I, I was producing. Like I, I wound up, I produced Strap for him and co-produced uh, a bunch of the other joints. Like even I don't give a fuck. I wound up going back in yeah. with Quincy Jones the third. And working on that with him, blue laces with Mr. Blue Laces, laces. I was about you know. To say that. But yeah, that was Drake that was like early. Blue huh? laces. Remember when Drake hopped on blue laces? No, no that's Drake not blue laces. Killer. Killer. Oh, killer. 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 Word. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Word. That was laces. early. Not not blue laces. Killer. I'm a killer. Oh, okay. Killer. Oh, killer. killer. Yeah, like Nip. Nip was a. Yeah. The shit was crazy yeah. there. Yeah. And and it was a great time. You know what I mean? And 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 and. You know, things people don't realize about Nip is he was hysterical. Like, if OD. you think me and Dizzer are funny. He was one of us. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was, he was hysterical. Funny. You know, only in closed circles, though. He didn't want to be looked at as a joke. He made that clear to me early on. I used to tell him, bro, let's write our own version of Friday. And he was like, nah. You know, he would sit and watch Godfather. How many times do you think you watched Godfather? Thousands of times. At least 500. At least a hundred in my in my crib. Because now I watch Godfather all the times, time, right? Bro. It's crazy. It's, so it's crazy. he was very serious about his business from the beginning. He had it mapped out. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. Uh, yeah, Nip was just he was he was he was legendary from the beginning. You know, he knew what he wanted from the beginning. He was in there. He taught me gems that that I picked up and took with me for life. You know what I'm saying? He definitely, yeah, he knew and he knew he what what he was destined to do. And he would tell me stuff like, you know, like, 
I would ask him like who his real peoples were like because you know you could see things being a little sticky even from the beginning like certain people were around and maybe shouldn't have been he's like you'll see who's around at the end when it, when it's all said and done I'm gonna be with my team my brother Black Sam you know shout out Sam like Kobe Supreme Kobe Supreme certain people that he just you know uh, that core circle yeah that that like mm-hmm. some of them were in jail at that time like I met people in different stages you know. Um, Cuzzy Capone was around from the mm-hmm. beginning. Jay Stone. Jay Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Stone. He used to play me Jay Stone's music. We used to ride around, and he would just play me Jay Stone. Jay Stone was dead nice, oh, but oh, he didn't me. come home for like seven years or some shit. Mm-hmm. It took Jay Stone a minute to come home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know that was the that was the Nip story, and shit just went crazy. And I knew that that he was the one, you know. R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, man. man. It doesn't even seem real. Yeah, yeah, every time I'm in L.A., it feels fucking strange. Yeah. With, with, you know. Damn. Just not knowing. But That's you know, from 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 there, right, like I said, you're a fucking gold miner. And <clears throat> these series of events all happen at the same time. So, me, Nip, and now it's another artist that you discovered that I remembered you played <clears throat> a song for me and instantly... I looked at you, my eyes got wide with one of them faces, and I'm like, yo, this nigga is it. And you was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to Mississippi to go meet this guy. And I'm going to go see what he's talking about. And I feel like that came from Perry, too, no? Yep. Right? Shout out Perry Landisberg, (laughs) because Perry played me ringtone beats from his ringtone company. So the same guy, by the way, to circle back to Nip for one sec, Perry Landisberg is such a real motherfucker that... We Nipsey was signed to us. Uh, uh, we did his first deal before I had my actual big record deal. Okay. At a cell phone company, to just try to put music out. And once he started buzzing crazy, I went to Perry and I was like, "Yo, bro, this isn't the this isn't the look for him. I just got my label deal over at Epic. I'm really trying to bring him there." And Perry didn't ask for anything. He just let Nip go. He just said, "Yeah, man, just do the few ringtones for me, bro. You can have him back. Like you can have the contract, whatever you want. You can have the whole thing back." And he, he, he gave Nip back his contract, and then Nip went and did his deal. So Perry, you know, Perry's a great dude. He helped us out a lot. And he, Perry, Perry. Perry had played me beats from Crit, and the beats were incredible. I was like, yo, who, who made these? That's crazy. And he's like, oh, it's this dude uh, in Mississippi. He makes beats and sometimes raps ringtones for me. So I said, let me hear the raps. And, like, some of the raps were, like, songs that wound up making Crit was just here. Just Touched Down. Just Touched Down. Damn, which is like a, a, an amazing record. I was like, "Yo, let me let me give, give me the contact." <laughs> so I hit him up once again, being lucky. Yeah, you know, lucky, yeah. right timing. Obviously, you know, I do have a good ear, so that that helped. I listened and I went, met him, and you know, the rest was history. Crit is a, is is one of the greatest artists I'll ever find. One of the best talented, most talented, humble good people I know and 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 he rapped and produced everything you basically ever heard from him and he sang and you know you just look back on those three or four mixtapes he put out before his debut album Crit was here uh, Crit was here um, Live from the Underground Live from the Underground uh, why am I spacing that Forever in a Day day. and then there's one other Forever something, but any but those four projects are just gem after gem after gem after gem, and yeah, that's a that's and a, Crit from 
Mississippi, 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 Mississippi. So, Mississippi. Did you come to that first trip with me? Uh-huh. Steve-O did, right? Steve-O, Steve-O did, and I feel like Cootie and Chica. That's crazy. So you went to Cali, Mississippi. Like, you all over. Like, you, yeah. you, you didn't just, yo, yeah, that's and people, crazy. People thought I was crazy because people thought I was nuts signing Nip and, and, and quote-unquote, letting the 60s into the game. That's what people would tell me. Like, yo, right. you let the rolling 60s into the industry? I said, I didn't do, what are you talking about? I'm, you I'm just doing music. Artists, I signed yeah. the artist. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and then people thought I was crazy for Crit because that was in the middle of when Young Jock and T.I. and everything mm-hmm, was going on. Mm-hmm. And Crit was from the South doing hip-hop music, Southern, right, right, real right, hip-hop right, rapping, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he wasn't even from Atlanta. He was from Mississippi. Mississippi. So people thought I was, like, out of my mind. Like, yo, I don't know what Shipes is doing, but, you know, but, but we put out Crit was here, and, and it, was a, it was a masterpiece, not even a classic. That was a masterpiece. And everybody started calling, and we wound up signing with Shot Money. Sign out, shout out to Sha. Shout out to Sha. Def Jam. Yeah. And we went to Def Jam, and that was whack. Like most major labels, you know, they didn't get the vision. They wanted us to make songs that sounded this way or that way. And right, right. We wound up leaving Def Jam after the debut album because um, L.A. Reid was really big on Crit. He's like, yo, you remind me of Outkast. I wanted, and then L.A. Reid was gone like two, three months later. He loved people from the South. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Crit would have been way bigger under Def Jam had L.A. not left. And, you know, Crit's career wound up great. He's independent now. He owns all his own music. So, you know, it all worked out for him. So that's good. But, yeah, Crit was an incredible find. Got lucky again. But all them artists had, had long, long, like longevity. Yeah. I'm not trying to find artists that are like flash of the pants. I don't chase like singles or like one song that's heating up or shit like that. I'd rather develop an artist for two, three years until they're a superstar. You know? So you you believe in artist development? Still. Yeah, of course. Because, that's what cinematic. Because they say is. that's going on the game yeah. now. But all, all the artists at cinematic are artists development. We haven't had one artist just come in and be like, "Oh, okay, this is it." You know, the one mm-hmm. song blows up like Flip De Niro. We developed for two years before. Facts. Leave me alone. Facts. You know, Joey years before Devastated. Now, wait, a, yeah, don't we get into Joey. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. about to get yeah. into yeah. that. Yep, yep, yep. But, all right, so being that we well, I was just going to say one last thing, my bad. Dizzy never even had a quote-unquote hit. Mm-hmm. He's here 20 years later, That's 30 albums. My dog. I think I read some shit, like you put out 30 albums or some shit. 30? Where I read something uh, about 30, so I, it's at least 10, 15 talk albums. Talk shit yeah, on like, it, yeah, it's like 15 maybe. I, I don't know. I read I some I press release count. where it said something. But anyway, either way, mm. you know, 15 albums, 10 albums later, however many it is, Dizza. With not even a hit, and he's more relevant than ever. So that's, that's the type of artist you got to find. You that's know what I'm saying? Fact. Lifestyle, lifelong artist, and like I said, the gold miner. Now back to the gold mining. Right? But a lot of people don't. I'm sorry, a lot of people don't even know that you had involvement in none of this, bro. Dizzle was involved in every yeah. piece of cinematic. Like I, I have the first mixtape cover. Remember, real to real. We all had the cinematic jackets on. Yeah, like like like, and you know, a lot of artists couldn't swim or couldn't fish for their own you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. you teach people how to do certain shit and Dizzle always you know was was able to push himself to the next level and also it helped that we're best friends so he'd always be with me anywhere we're going you know doing things mm-hmm. uh, absorbing uh, different scenarios and situations and being able to you know because he's such a good writer mm-hmm. write for others mm-hmm. and shit like that you know so I mean, you taught me how to fish, so you know I had to, you know, give back to the universe from from that. But well, you know, going back into the gold mining, right? And all of these things happen at the same time. So 
It's me, it's Nip, it's Crit. And then one day, you was on World Star Hip Hop. And you was... I don't know what the fuck you was looking at. I think this is like the idiot box era when we were just fucking mm-hmm. doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And it was this fucking 15-year-old kid rapping like he was fucking 25. And you played this kid for me and I'm like, yo, where is this nigga from? It's like, he's from Brooklyn. And that artist happened to be Joey, Joey fucking badass. Now. Legend, another legend. I might have even said the finding wrong because it might have even been different for you. But I, that's how I remember it. Yeah. What made you gravitate into doing that? Because that was your first, I want to say, young find when you was polished. Yeah. Right? So what was the, what was the process in that for you? That was, that was me watching ASAP Rocky and Tyler the Creator pop off at a very young age. ASAP right in our backyard. We watched it. You know what I'm saying? And seeing Tyler be big on his on the West Coast. And 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 I really remember saying to myself, like, yo, there gotta be a fire young MC mm-hmm. that like I could find. Mm-hmm. Like I just willed it into existence damn near. I was like I was so impressed with how Rocky and, and ASAP was moving and right, how right, right. Odd Future was moving that it started to be like, you know, like an obsession of mine. Like, I got to find a young kid. And the way I remember it was not on World Star. I could be wrong. But I just remember, like, typing in, like, 15-year-old rapper in YouTube, 14-year, like, just mad yeah, things yeah. until this video popped up. And it, it had like a hundred views on it. It was Joey rapping in in school, right? Like in the in the. I feel like it was like in a staircase. Yeah, it's a staircase like of school. I think Steez may have been in yep, the video. Yep, he was. And R. and yeah, rest in peace, Steez. And um, I just knew the minute I saw Joey. Yeah. I was like, oh, that nah, was one of them short fired. things. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. I was like, all right, let me find him. And then I found him and sat with his mom and, you know. Uh, told him how big a fan I was, what I'd done in the past, and uh, Joey was the first artist that I did fully indie. I had been done with the majors at that point because I was just fed up with them, you know, with the Nipsey era. They didn't know what they were doing. We had heated Nipsey up so on fire, you couldn't ask for anything mm-hmm. else. You're t- I'm talking mm-hmm. about like like as hot as 50 was when his mixtapes were out, Nipsey was that. And Epic still wouldn't put the album out. They were telling us to go in with dance producers and shit like that, make a bigger hit record, remix the Snoop record. He had all types of stupid shit. So, and then Crit was fire. Crit was here, had him on fucking fire. Mm -hmm. And, and for, for Crit was here, they were like, um, yeah, we just don't know if he's ready for an album. All this stupid shit. Mm -hmm. And, and I just had enough. So with Joey, I was like, bro, let's go indie. No one will be able to tell us shit. We could be true partners, you know what I mean? Like, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I did it through Sony Red. Shout out to Bruce Carbone, who put me on to Sylvia Rowan. Sylvia gave me my shot. She gave me, got me a whole indie distro deal at Sony Red at the time. Uh, and I put Joey out, and I was, I was uh, the label slash management, you know, and I was using the management money to fund his label side and just... Mm by any means necessary till you know he popped and before the money came out he killed it and then the re- the rest is history now you know me and Joey worked right on yourself man yeah me me and Joey like worked real hard on a lot for a long time from 
the clothing line to the festival, the Steez Day Fest to, you know, he, he wanted to act and stuff. So I tried helping him break into that. Anything I could do to, to help him, you know. Um, yeah, Joey is very, he's an incredible talent in general, not just artists, you know. Facts. And the illest part with all of this is you had us all at the same fucking time. Right. That's the, the mind-blowing part, like, when I look back and I think about it, like, you know what I mean? Even, you know, it was a it was a stint, I want to say, in that era when, before, you know, um, I think Kendrick was, like, doing, like, Section 80, or maybe even before Section 80, where fucking, we had TDE around, and we was all working. And I feel like that, not that situation, but... Our first show that we did in South by Southwest that fucking, you know, sprouted into what we're doing today, 10 years later, Smokers Club. We had all those artists yeah. on the show. Yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> One thing I'll tell you is we're always ahead of the curve. It's crazy, bro. Like, it, it sounds, shit, uh, it sounds nah, unbelievable. Nah, talk like, your shit, You know man. what I mean? If, if I didn't live it and if I couldn't pull up the footnotes, I would be ashamed to tell the stories. Because people it just think, sound yeah. so fake. Nah, I don't even tell a lot of the stories unless you're around <laughs> or somebody's around because it doesn't even sound real. It don't real. even sound real. You yeah. know what I mean? So, from starting in motherfucking South by Southwest, from an idea that we came up with in your apartment on 23rd Street at the time. And for that to turn into this. Donuts! And this. And that. And that shirt right there. Like, did you think that we was going to do this from fucking being in Austin, so, sitting on that curb after the show? So here's the thing. In the least cocky way, yeah. I started um, writing the book, the, the monologue for the, or whatever you want to call the intro to the Smoker's Cup book that we're working on. And that's how I started it. Who would have ever thought? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. That we would have gone from, you know, we used to hustle weed illegally when we were young. Right. Uh, that's actually, I think, well, Ferris linked us, but then I linked with your brother who was deep in the game and right. I would buy my weed off him and go do what I would do and then Dizzy started hustling we were all hustling mm -hmm. and I started the book by saying who would have thought we would go from hustling to legally owning the smokers club dot 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 and then I said we did because we <laughs> did because we pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed until you know they had no choice but to let us in and, and to respect us because it just what else are you going to do like you know so I did. I, I truthfully did. And, and, like, this tattoo, the cinematic tattoo I have, was my first tattoo. Like, people used to think I was crazy when I would say it's my label. But the truth of the matter is, is, is I look at a lot of shit now and I really say to myself, wow, I talked all this into existence. Because every piece of it is, is something that I saw. And some way along the lines or another, we got lucky enough to... to to know that that like we were on the right path sometimes we didn't know we were on the right path sometimes we go on tour lose 100 bands come home 
and be like, damn, we just lost money on the Smokers Club. But the outside <laughs> world is like, yo, Smokers Club is the shit. <laughs> and me, him, and, and Bubs, me, him, and Bubs are in the, in, in the back room like, what the fuck you mean there's no money? How did we lose 30 bands on these fucking shows? And I'm like, yo, Bubs, just, I'm telling you, we didn't make no money. <laughs> so, like, you know, it takes a lot of trial, error, mistakes to get where you're going. But as long as you make it look good along the way, fake it till you make it, you yeah. know? I got that quote. How did you meet Shice Bubs? Shice Bubs, key. We left Shice Bubs. Tell me how you met Shice Bubs, please. Oh yeah, hold up. That. So, so how did I meet Shice Bubs? First of all, yeah. Okay, so I didn't leave him off the list. This is a good progression. It was into, a good progression. And now we're gonna circle back to Bubsy. So, yeah, sir, we here. So Shice Bubs, you would hear the legend of, the, of Shice Bubs as a hustler, right? Me and me and Dizzle were hustling packs for for a minute. And you hear the legend of Shice. He got the pith. He got the purple. He got mm-hmm. the best weed in all of New York. Mm-hmm. And and we're in the studio one night. And somehow, do you remember who who gave me the the, the link to him? I don't remember. I just remember you telling me. That, I don't you know, even remember by, how. Yeah, I don't remember mm-hmm. how I got linked with him. But I, I know I was looking for him for a minute. And finally, somebody was like, "Yeah, Bubs, put me in touch with him." Bubs pulls up to the studio. He's like, "Yo, I'm downstairs." <laughs> I come down This kid is in two caravans bro One with a bunch of goonies in the back Right And about This is this is like 2000 Like 4 Okay Like early bro Okay You know Early Because Bubs was actually Bubs was actually the first management client Yes Officially So yeah Bubs was the first client I met him through hustling But then Said to him, bro, let me manage you. Like he was popping. He had the Purple City Burgang song going. Mm-hmm. He was doing all types of crazy shit. And somebody had linked me with him. He came through two caravans deep, smoked the fuck out. This is when weed was illegal as fuck. Two thousand four in New York. Kid had like probably ten ditties in the in the fucking one caravan. Mm. Like, what you want? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I want the piff. <laughs> he passed me. He passed me two pounds. He's like, he's like, I'll be back. I was like, you want the money now? He's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to come see you tomorrow. I was like, all right, because I really want to talk to you about some shit. He gave me the two pounds. I feel like I, I, I got rid of one that night, came to him the next day with the cash, and then and then we just started rocking. You know what I'm saying? And 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 Bubs, Bubs really put me and Dizza on in a certain way, shape, or form, you know, between now having the really good weed because, you know, just to keep it a buck, Diz's brother used to sell the brick weed. I remember. Yeah, nah, nah. Mm. Gagamel had all the fucking Arizona and <laughs> chocolate and all that. Was but that was okay. We had the shop because yeah, we had the store in uh-huh. Harlem, ninety nine cent store. You know what I mean? This is that that era, but yeah. and and yeah, and that that weed wasn't bad for that time. But the piff was the piff, you know. Yeah, yeah but the piff, I remember. Yeah, I remember. The piff was the piff. I remember going into. Um, Sion's crib or whatever it was and the, the weed was piled up to the ceiling so it was the most weed I ever seen I'm like damn it's like that he's like yeah he had a Caribbean accent um, and, but then we linked with Bubs and then you know we were we were, we, we were rocking with the Piff and you know I asked him to man- let him, me manage him right. we started managing Purple City Dizzle started working with Bubs and you know, we everything just started legend. coming together there. You know what I'm saying? Mm, he definitely fucking um, made us valid in the weed world as far as having a hundred percent. You know what I mean? The Fuck with the emperor. That he's there fucking with the emperor. That's a fact. So it all tied in full circle. We fucking did a festival that had thirty thousand people there in a two day span. Yep. 
That's fucking crazy. Yeah, man, and we're going to do way more of those. I mean, we had the next one planned until fucking COVID, COVID hit, you know? Fuck that, 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 that was a hard festival because that was right after Cousin Todd passed. Shout out to Cousin Todd. I remember, Todd, yeah, I remember showing up to the fest like the day before because you don't realize how big something is some of the times because you're in it. So it's like you just don't ever think like, oh, shit, you take a second to step back. You're like, yo, there's going to be mad people here tomorrow. Yo, there's three stages, yo. Young Thug is performing or, or, or you know, whoever, uh, Kid Cudi or whatever. And, like, I just remember being there and being like, damn, like, this is big. And then the next day it was sold out. It was crazy. Mac and Wiz gave him shout-outs. It was, I cried this when is, I got off Me the too. Stage I, I did too. Because, I cried when I was walking the grounds. Because that shit felt like... I, had, I got goosebumps talking about it because... He was. I felt like he was there. I felt his spirit. Yeah, you felt. T- Todd, you know I mean? Todd was with us this weekend. I'm telling you, like, he's a pure he's soul, with us every man. Day. I've been around. You them. know what I mean? Every time I fucking, I think of some shit, some fucking stupid shit, or like I see somebody that fucking has a list. <laughs> automatically, I'm like, this motherfucker Todd is just, you know. Yeah, man. Shout, shout out to baby bro, man. Fucking cousin Todd. But fucking, you know. You've done a lot of legendary things, bro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I Legend. I always give you private praise, and I give you praise when you're not in the room. But I want to give you praise with the cameras in front of me. Thanks, man. Nah, he loves you, Sean. You saved, he loves you. I, he you better you fucking saved, love me. I love him. What you the fuck? saved my life, bro. I don't know about because all I'm that, telling bro. you. Listen to me. You saved my life. And I'm going to tell you how. Because a kid from Harlem started battle rapping, had no direction into the industry, and you bet on me. Facts. And you believed in me before I believed in me. And I don't know. I I don't know how I could ever pay you back, but to just continue to be smoke dizzer. But it would be no smoke dizzer without Johnny Shikes. I don't I don't so I can't co-sign that. I'm co I'm I'm I stand I on that. It, it would wow. be no smoke dizzer without a Johnny Shikes. Facts. Okay. I, well, so I, I, I appreciate the compliment, and you don't ever have to pay me back. You just stay being my best homie and fucking, you know, all the laughs that we have, and that's good enough for me. Mm. Mm. Well, and all the good times, you know what I'm saying, and, and the down times when, when you're there for me when I'm hurt, and vice versa. The, all the extra shit, man. I don't give a fuck about any of the industry, this, that, the third. Right. I, you know, listen. When all the, when all the, when all the lights go off and the social media shut off and shit and you start to miss your friends whether it's you know we've lost a lot of people unfortunately together what? that's what matters that you have a support system and somebody that cares about you you know and, and I care about you and you care about me and you know we can move off this topic so it doesn't get too emotional no no we're not gonna get emotional I'm about to say but some nah, fu- I'm about to say some funny shit yeah. because we fight like brothers for oh, real because yeah. you're really my brother in real life we went a whole year not speaking yep I loved every minute of it <laughs> Can we go back to Give me one more year about that Give me one more year like that And and I want to say I want to say that time matured me Because for the first time in my music life I didn't have you to fall on Like alright if I fuck up Johnny Well It was like That was the time where I had to take everything you taught me And everything I learned from watching you And I had to turn into A self-sufficient artist Where I had to go make my own relationships and figure it out because I'm like, I got to prove to him that I can do this shit for real, for real. And I know I was going to talk to you again. 
Because we was both stupid And it was a lot my fault And shout out this for is, Prob Even though, you know Because Prob was definitely Prob, trying to Yeah, he, he was the one he that was, made me call you a yeah, vice versa He was definitely um, mediating the whole yeah. thing You'll never get back he, in the whip, bro but Even though he's a piece you. of shit <laughs> We still love you But you, you know what I mean? You where you at But, you know That shit matured me You know what I mean? Because if That was a sink or swim time for me And I feel like, you know That time like I said, that shit matured me and fucking turned me into let me be able to do this. Like have a fucking staff for people to actually I love it. And do you, something and, new. And you bossed up and I love it. And you know what? That that time, as much as as it hurt me because we weren't talking, you know what I'm saying? Like it probably helped me too because I've had my fallouts with a lot of artists that I care a lot about. You know what I'm saying? Like again, you know, for this interview, I'll just throw it all on the line. Maybe it will go viral. Uh, nah, but, you know, there, there was a time where me and Nip didn't talk for a year. There was a time from when me and Joey didn't talk for two years, you know? And I miss them every day of that shit. People don't really know that, you know? But but I, I miss them every day of that shit. Because especially people that I'm super close with like that, you know, Joey, Joey is and was a brother to me. Nip was a brother to me, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, people grow... People go Don't through their shit. own things. Yeah. I might have been being weird. Who knows what it was? You know what I mean? But uh, what what makes it the best is when you could get through that. Because it's just like a, if two brothers fight and punch each other in the face or some shit. Or even if you fight your best friend. It makes that relationship stronger. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. When, Facts. When, when me and Nip rekindled, you know what I'm saying? Just because we had a year where we were like not really seeing eye to eye over shit early. Just right when... When everything kind of went haywire in general, um, when we linked back up, it was great. Mm-hmm. We it was like joked, it never happened. We hadn't <laughs> joked in a year plus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He came, scooped me up from the airport. It was like old times, and that's mm-hmm. how you know. Oh, this is really my brother. This, you know, that fight was yep, yep, whatever. Yep. Me and Diz the same shit. You know what I mean? Right. I remember every day. I'd be no, nah, I'm never talking to that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like that. You know, you know, me and Joey, fucking. You know, that was, it was big bro, little bro with, with me and him. Like, that was really, like, somebody that, and I still do, but in that in that time frame, when you go through something like that, that shit hurts. It's like a family member, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, the, the ups and downs build everybody, and it's how you weather the storms that build your, your, your capabilities to succeed. Because when I'm down, or if you were down in that year, maybe you weren't, maybe you were up, maybe you were down and you had to find your way. I know, you know, certain times when I would have issues with artists, it would make me rethink, should I even be in this industry? Damn, I just gave my whole heart to this person and, you know, they shitted on me. Or or they might be looking at me the same way, but it's just miscommunications. And you need to learn to work through those. So all of these, you know, whether it was you, Nip, Joey, anybody I've had a, a miscommunication with or whatever you want to call them, they've all been, they were always squared away because at the end of the day, I do nothing I, I don't treat people any which way but how i want to be treated so i know i wasn't stealing i know it wasn't over some bad business i know it wasn't over me be, doing some fuck shit it was just you know when you date only one girl if you will you're gonna always wonder what else is out there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so maybe who knows maybe you know you get sick of the relationship you think you could do better at a major this that the third i don't i don't i've learned through all of those situations not to take shit personally mm-hmm. it's not always about me if me and Diz are having a, a fallout, maybe I didn't do anything. Maybe Dizza is going through something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that shit, it, it's regular at this point. I'm used to it. It happens. 
I just like to always try to resolve it when I can. It's right. part of growth. Nah, it's part mm-hmm. of growth. The funny shit, you know, in that year, you know, I remember fucking, um, you know, you always had me just independently thinking about just, you know, doing it myself and just figuring it out. And I'm just like, man, I want to sign to a major. I want to see what the fuck that's like, right? So I fucking, I had a, I had a fucking meeting with L.A., Sylvia, bunch of people. And I did the whole song and dance performance thing. And Aaron Reed at the time was the one that got me over there or whatever, because we was friends and, you know, he would come hang out in the trap with us and smoke and shit. And fucking, <clears throat> I thought I had it in the bag. I'm like, man, watch. What should I say about this? I know you're going to be hype. I know we're going to speak. Sylvia said I was too old. And at the time, I think I was my I was probably like 29. And it hurt because I'm like I'm too old. I'm fucking 29. Right. Right? But in the same instance, she probably saved and preserved me. It's a fact, because you would have been sitting up there. And you know, I knew Sylvia from the time when you know you mm-hmm. was fucking with so we Shout was familiar. Out Sylvia, Shout out to no Sylvia. Bad this is words no bad words. She's you know, a queen she's, of my I house. love Sylvia Rome. Love, 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 love. She probably might not even remember this. However, you know, that time I remember just trying to prove myself so fucking hard, right? And that's because my big brother. I'm like, man, look, man, he got to see I could play in the game. Like, I don't need the training wheels. Like, look, this is what I'm doing. And I falling out was probably something, I think it was something stupid, like, when I had my falling out with Bams. Cause I, I was, was going to tell I know exactly what it was. We, I listen, was doing a lot of I'm, stupid I'm shit old, at I'm the time. I'm down to open up the whole <laughs> no, shit. Shout out to Bodega Bams. Because this is the person who opened up. This man almost had me go to war with these kids, right? Who I love. I love Ola and Bams. And they was fucking wilding at the time. They were too. wilding for sure. It was, it was fucking it was wilding. wild. But I did some bullshit. Typical. And it was some and I didn't so tell them light about work. It. it was so small in the scheme of things. I'm like, it was yeah. a fucking camera, all right? <laughs> it was about the a fucking, fucking camera. camera. Over a stupid camera? ass camcorder yeah, that really. And then Nate was being petty. You it was were deeper than the camera. I was being petty, but it was deeper than the camera. So Ola had fucking sold me a, a camera for like $600. Some shit like that. And I might have gave him like three hundred dollars and did a smoke dizzle on him. And I'm happy you said. And that. and and the whole thing was it was deeper than that because at the time, you know, Bams Bams and O used to run behind me. You know, since high school, like he he tells the story all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the reason that he got into being an artist is from watching me in high school battle and shit. And he was like my muse at the time. And He's another person that will follow me to the end. I don't of Earth. think Muse is the right word. Muse, because no, because he will. I would like tell him to do certain things, and like as far as rap, that's wise a protege. Protege. A muse is somebody that part this part, fucking thank weirdo you, thank right you, here. Thank you, thank you, thank so you. You should all look up what a muse is. You see now, now nah, you see why I give. I go hard on I you. Go hard that's your big homie. All right, so yeah, cool. Yeah, so he was my protege, and he. Still would right now walk to the end of the earth for me, right? And on the opposite side, I always seen him being who he is. He never was supposed to be under me. And I didn't want that obligation. But, you know, I used to, you know, I used to record in his crib. I used to, you know, I used to do things that I was supposed to give him the kickback, right? And I don't 
regret it. I would do it again. Mm. Um, because it made him Bodega Bams. Right. Right. And I remember Ola asking me, like, yo, you got any plans for Bams? Like, and I'm like, nah. But, like, I, it was mean. Right, but they needed to hear that because they went way harder. They, I, they started went, tamboys after that, didn't right? They? And I was the target. I was the bullseye for them, mm-hmm. right? And and the camera was just the the that was just the last straw, just for them to just fucking just lose it on. But mind you, Dizza had never. Told I never he was told him about camera. the camera. He was just like, "Yo, they're threatening me." They just fucking acting stupid, acting crazy, and they 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 wasn't threatening. They was just fucking doing dumb shit. Like he made a fucking song with di- Oh yeah, this where's record. the horns? This where's the horns or some stupid <laughs> shit like that? Yo, right? shout out Nate right? Bams, right? man. And, and, and I would not respond to him because I'm just like, I know this is just gonna give him. Yo, more can we fuel. find that song? Where's the horns? We gonna find the song. We need that I, song. I think they got it. I think we um, need that it's song. on the internet. It's probably on YouTube. And um, you know, the shit got really intense. Because, you know, when we get in fucking war mode, it, we start fucking conspiring. And it, again, I never wanted to, it never was to hurt them. I was just doing Jay-Z shit to them. Like, fucking with their rivals and <laughs> just doing stupid shit. Just to just get a, a rise out of them. And then, you know, it came to a head. And we had a meeting and we all sat down. And that's when you, that's when the big reveal came. That I didn't tell you about I this was camera. so mad at and you And you was fucking Because he's, he's really me. doing The PG version of it I'm not gonna go Too deep into it But yeah, yeah. there was plotting Being going on We were running around With weapons We had shows We'd have to come You know Not 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 have to come 20 deep But we'd be 20 deep In case the shit popped off right, right. They were running With their people At that time You know what I'm and saying they And they was, was on Wild Out time too So yeah. you know It was so like So it was like Whatever and, and and I'm the ringleader At this point This is when I was Wild as fuck I'm, I'm wilding up Blacking everybody so I'm like Yo we see him It's fuck it on in the club I don't give a fuck blah 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 right so you know and then we sit out yo and, and it, it came to a head at, at the XXL freshman photo shoot yes because we're in there and some kid that we don't fuck with anymore that was part of our squad pressed Nate Bam's manager and was like yo banging banging you know gangs on him you ain't shit get the fuck up out of here ba 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 and he made a call to one of his homies that got back to me and they're like yo it's full at all on war everybody that and and like i said to this i said yo shit is getting crazy at this point what the fuck we should have a sit down with these kids like like if it's that is that you know what i'm saying right, if right, this right. is what it's gonna be then this is what it's gonna be but like for real like i grew up with these kids almost like i knew them since they were like what like 15 and 16? i legit they're younger than you right yeah they're right like you really grew yeah. up with them yeah. i i watched them grow up i played ball with them every day i i really had a lot of love for them i was like yo this is getting into a whole different thing where somebody could lose their life over this shit i was like yo let's have a sit down we sat down and these motherfuckers I'll never forget Nate is like But yo You didn't pay me back For the camera bro You didn't give me back The money for the camera And this is like I forget what this is said exactly But then Ola was like Yeah bro like, what about the camera, man? We wanted that camera, man. You stole that from us. Yo, and I said, yo, Dizza. I said, yo, Dizza. Did you steal a camera from them? And he was like, I, ain't I steal didn't it. steal it. But, like, I might have not paid. I said, this is what this is over? We're all beefing. Like, really, someone over might lose their camera. life over a fucking camera? And that was the end of it. And and then it, that day, I said, yo, listen, man. That was we when he all... started to be sick of me. He started to become sick of me. Oh, is that when we had the fallout? Nah, that was a, a, approaching the fallout. I think the fallout came, it was like Smokers Club. After, after like the third Smokers Club, 
we was going back on Smokers Club, and Joey and Absol was the headlines of it. I had and, no and you didn't want to do it or something, right? I didn't want to do it because the agency we was working with at the time was lowballing me. And I'm like, I'm not fucking taking this after getting this. And I feel like we had a we had a it fight was over some weird. stupid shit with that. And then it was just for me wanting to prove myself, to prove my worth. The Aquarius right. in you. Right. Yeah. You also had some people in your corner that were in your ear that probably... Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Nah. I, mean, I, I mean, I always got people in my ear, but that's... I'm going to make the final decision at the end that's of the day. Fact. Yeah, that's a fact. You know what I mean? So it was... It was it was more so just me wanting to prove myself because... Look, I respect it because you did, and, and I, I'm happy the way everything panned out because we're back cool with Nate and Ola. Mm-hmm, my you brothers, know. I love them niggas. Um, you and I, I knew that was never going to last. That just couldn't. Right. You know, and it was all good. But yeah, just funny-ass shit, man. Fucking with Dizzy, you never know what the fuck. Man. Oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> I know. Trust me. You don't know shit. Fuck you, Cosign. Stop this. <laughs> Let's go. Give How me... long do you two know each other? I'm about to flip this whole interview oh, on YouTube. I've known this guy since Dumb and like, Dumber. Yeah, I've known him since like 2011, oh, I want to okay. say. Um, my man, Vinny Mack, who I've known all my life from the neighborhood, from 118th from Manhattan. You know, I'm originally from 18th between Manhattan and Morningside, but then I moved to the 9th. I'm bad with older. dates. So anyway. Probably a little before that. Maybe, maybe, maybe oh nine, maybe, maybe oh nine. You know what I mean? But you You kind of look like Sam Cassell. Oh, yo, you kind of look like Sam Cassell. So, 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 Mac, Mac bought show around and show, like, we always had this podcast energy because he's just a funny nigga. And you know, I always was just like, Bring this nigga around. Like, where is he? So, you know, he's he was with me a lot. He done came to a lot of your cribs. You probably don't even remember. No, nah, no, nah, I do, bro. No, I, mean? I do remember you a hundred percent. I I was shocked when you guys started doing the, the podcast together just because I just didn't know. You never you were, see the side of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah every no, time I, I definitely came remember around, you. Every I time I came around, you, I was quiet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't wanna I, I, Nah, but he's a, gonna go he's a decent character. He's a <laughs> decent character. We ain't gonna character. go there, man. Like, I, like I, I'm really not ODing right now because I'm learning. That's what you're supposed to do. This is the I'm, episode. This is not that's one why of I said those it's episodes. not too much banter with me and you because I, right I wanted to keep. This. I'm learning right now. Exactly. Good. Yeah. Good. So now I know when to shut the fuck up. All right. So now, all right. Look, look. You're talking too much. Do that now. Stop, man. Do that Stop. now. All right. So look, look. I'm about to give you some love. Thank so. I don't know if you're familiar with the segment of my show, right? Well, the segment of the show right now, give me the little sound effect, please. What is the sound effect? Okay. Don't worry. All right. You'll see. You'll see. What is your porn star of the week? Yo, I want to... What's your... You fuck with porn? Yeah, everybody fucks with porn. Okay, my man fuck with porn. (laughs) If somebody right. comes on this fucking show and is like, I don't fuck with porn, I love they're you. fucking lying. Stop you. it. I love you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going <laughs> to hug you, but we ain't doing all that. <laughs> Can you pick a porn star of the week for me? Of the week? I'm not into porn like that. Meaning like my porn, my favorite Like who's, porn who's your go-to? Do you have a go-to girl? I Everybody like, has like, that one girl. I, I don't like, give a fuck. I like, Everybody. I like Jane Wilde. I like her. And I like... Um, Jane, wow. Um, Morgan Lee. 
Morgan Lee. I'm I'm not familiar with Who I'm actually she's an Asian girl who I'm actually homies with in real life. Uh I won't reveal her real name, but that's the porn star. We we doing two. Oh, it's only supposed to be one just No, 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 we're doing two fucking favorites. two because Johnny Shife says Those so. We we putting favorites. both of them up there. And Ms. Jane is Morgan just cool Lee. people. She's ho- she's a homie. We've sent her smokers cup gear before and, and shit, but she she's fly. You d- and you didn't know these people? Wow. Yeah. He, oh, you he don't know either of them? He, he fucked wow. me up. Wow. That's what's up. Maybe I'm like he a pervert on the low, huh? Nah, he fucked like, me up. This guy is next level. He got an account, bro. Yeah, I don't have an account or any he shit. Got, like, you don't have no shit like that? Like, I'm trying to really, like, I'm, I'm I've never to, I'm been on OnlyFans ever in my life. Have you been on that? Did you check that out ever? Mind your business. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with that. I just, I, I wouldn't buy porn. There's porn free on the internet. It's deeper. It's deeper. What's deeper? What's All right, people, people pay for what they want. And that's the end of that. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what does, like, 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 the porn is better paid for? Nah, you know, sometimes, you know, it's about the timing. Because sometimes you, you yeah, want to feel in the there. moment. No, I don't. You want to elaborate. No, no, no. Yeah, you want to feel in the moment. Hmm. So, like, the OnlyFans will be, like, a now thing. Right, and she's doing this now. Right, so maybe that'll like, oh, in your time. head it'll that'll make, play with your okay, psyche a little it. bit more. Got it. You okay. know, like it's, it's more for you. It's more intimate. Okay, is OnlyFans really personalized for you? Yeah, Word? I mean, it's a you know, you know they go live, uh-huh. so it's like a live thing. You know, they okay. shout you out. You know, you can, okay, you can interact with them. No, I don't have the OnlyFans. Yeah, you do a lot about that. Yeah, you uh, do. Uh, me uh, on. You gave a lot of knowledge with that. Uh-huh. He has an OnlyFans premium account. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yo they, they got different prices, though. You really they, are slime. They got man. different prices, though. Yeah. Now, you know what it is? I love women. I love looking at women, and I love... I love all He's types really of... really trying to spin this a different way. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> love, I love... I love... I love you're love. pro-women, we know. You love... Kamala, oh, man. You love Kamala Harris, oh. we know. <laughs> oh, man. It was episode I we really, did. I, no, we're not going to. It was... Oh, we ain't going to get to that. It was because, man. Clean it there. You're right. Yeah, you love women. You better clean that motherfucker up. Yeah, I love women, man. But, you know... Thank in, you, Johnny. In, in closing, bro, I love you. Thank love you for you doing too, this. Man. You know what I mean? Love it was very too. informative. Like I said... You're one of the greatest fucking humans and greatest fucking Thanks, moguls. You're the on next the fucking one, man. Planet. Thanks, not, man. No, not I the next so. one. He's the now. Yeah, he's the now. He's the, he's now. the now. That's he's the now. Um, you got the ball. Facts. You know, I always leave a gem before before we leave. Ups and downs build character. So build your character. Mm. Mm. What's that stupid shit that you say? Curls for the girls, ways for the babes, nice for the hood rats. Show Broadway ho. You already know. I I, I didn't have anything prepared like that. I'm just going to leave with, like, the good talk, you prick. I hope you all loved it. You know, that's my slogan to begin with. And uh, donuts. Donuts. Smokers Club. Wait. Smokers Club. Thesmokersclub.com. Right? For your high high fashion. You guys know that. And then make sure you hit Marathon. Make sure you hit Cookies Melrose. And we're going to put a list of all other shops that's going to be carrying Smokers Club um, trees. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Smokers Club Trees, go follow that account on Instagram for our latest at releases. Smokers Club at Trees. Smokers Club Trees. And to the business. Thank you, brother.
Yeah, man. Uh, I get I get to do that too. Not yet, right? <laughs> couple more years. Couple, couple more years. More years. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. You're close. I'm, you're I'm, close. Thank you. Thank you. But I get I, I get to try to go. Yep. Ooh, both of them are just one. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.